Hello, and welcome once again to Stay Into His Word or stay.intohisword.com. And it's me, the host, once again. Uh, uh, let's pray and then we'll get started right into the word. You know, I try to not to keep you more than 15 minutes or 10 minutes, but sometimes that does happen. But I work hard, hard, hard on not to do that. That's for sure. So, dear Lord and Savior, thank you for your word today. God, we ask that you open our hearts, open our minds so that we would receive your word. Help us not to give in to our flesh, but help us, Lord, to walk in the spirit. In the name of Jesus, we ask for divine protection for ourselves and family members and ask you to put your peace and blessings upon the acts of violence on this world and clear that whole situation up so nothing's bad happening anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you and be sure to lock us in. Thank you for my listeners, the people that have been listening faithfully over in the U.K., and all the other countries, I just can't remember them off the top of my head. But I am so thankful for you that are listening. And, of course, the United States, for those that are listening. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I am blessed to know that somebody wants to hear my voice and hear what I have to say. Amen. So how do you feel today? Have you pinched yourself lately? Have you touched your skin, rubbed your hands together? Well, today's subject, we're going to be talking about your flesh, the flesh. What is the flesh? It's often used as simply as a description of the fleshly parts of an animal, including that of human beings, and typically in reference to the dietary laws and sacrifice. Less often, it is used as a metaphor uh, or kin, uh, for kinsmanship relations, and as a metaphor to describe sinful tendencies. Yes, but today we're going to be talking about your flesh. What was the purpose of the flesh? God has a lot of purposes for flesh. You know, you use it as sacrifices. And, you know, they're going to cut up the animal and burn the flesh of the animal and put the inward parts aside. But one of God's purposes for the flesh for man, he says in Genesis 2 and 24, there shall be... Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. Obviously, that was something that God really was wanted to happen because it did. We have today the normal relationships, God centered, God type of relationships where man and woman are coming together uh, as a husband and a wife. And they're becoming one flesh. We'll leave it at that. Uh, there was something new. God knew that man could not live very long because of the works of the flesh. You know, the Bible talks about, about what the manifestation and the works of the flesh are in the New uh, Testament. Uh, you can check that out. Do a word search and uh, the works of the flesh, which are manifest. He talks about that, but we're talking about this right now, uh, that uh, God saw that man was evil. Man could not uh, do what was right always, and God was always striving with man, always trying to help man, always trying to forgive man 
early on in society, their society at that time. And so God knew that man could not live more than 969 years. Now that was Methuselah uh, on, upon the face of the earth anyway. And so the Lord said in Genesis 6 and 3, the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive, not always contend with man. Uh uh, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be a uh, hundred and twenty years. So God had to shorten that nine hundred and sixty nine and eight hundred and six hundred years down to a hundred and twenty years. And even at a hundred and twenty years, God still saw there was plans with uh, problems with mankind obeying his word and following his instructions that God had to lower it down to 70 years, three score and 10 years is what it is now. And if we go beyond that, uh, we're blessed. God has really blessed us to live a little longer. Hopefully we was able to live a good life for those uh, 70 years and try to lead people to Christ and try to be a Christian, to be Christ-like, you know, uh, not giving in to the manifestations of the flesh. Amen. The Bible tells us that the flesh is evil and wants to do evil. And we know that because sometimes we ourselves had done things that we did not intend to do because we were in the flesh. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastics 11 and 10 says, therefore, remove sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh for uh, for childhood and youth are vanity because a lot of these things that we do become uh, as a child or as a youthful child are vanity. They're worthless. But as we grow older and mature, either in Christ or outside of Christ, hopefully we have learned to put away the childish things which are uh, evil from the flesh. And they are vanity, as Solomon tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes. Zephaniah 1 and 17 says, I will bring distress God will bring problems, distress upon men that they shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against the law, the Lord, I'm sorry, and their blood shall be poured out as dust and their flesh as the dung. Well, you can look up that word dung and D-U-N-G for yourself. There's a little homework assignment and see what it is. So, God will bring distress upon us if we're walking in the flesh. This is what the Bible says. And we'll be like blind men, not knowing what we're doing, not knowing what direction we're going because of the distress, because of the flesh. Hallelujah. Uh, a day will come when all will be fulfilled. In Joel 2.28, it says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I shall pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions so there's going to come a time when all will be fulfilled and when god will deal with the flesh but there's going to be a long time because so many people don't want to walk in the flesh they're not seeking to be filled by the holy ghost in the, the fleshly parts of our body, hallelujah, to the point to where they'll dream dreams and prophesy. But God is dealing with mankind according to his sins. And hopefully mankind 
gets it right to where we want to live for God, to where God will be our all and all. Amen. We want God to be on our side. We want to be on the winning side. Amen. We don't want to be on the bad side. So when you serve the world, you serve flesh and you are in sin. Right. You're serving the world because of your fleshly desires and you are in sin. Well, what could your fleshly desires be? Well, you know, are they desires of God? Did you walk down the road and just use profanity just to try to explain yourself? Because you lack the intelligence to use another word to say that you're angry or to display uh, an upset situation. So you decide to use profanity instead of just saying I was so upset or that I'm angry or that I'm mad or that I disagree. So you choose to use profanity and that's supposed to put emphasis on it, right? No, no, no. It really doesn't put emphasis, but it just shows that you're in the world and you're walking in the flesh. Hallelujah. And you call yourself a Christian, Christ-like. Would God do that? No, he may rebuke. He may throw them out of the temple because they were misusing the temple. But I don't think God would walk down using profanity walking on the street, calling people names because they didn't want to repent. They didn't want to follow him or they're getting ready to kill him. So he calls them a bunch of names because they're going to kill the flesh, but they can't kill the spirit. Hallelujah. Romans 7 and 25 says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So you see, there's two laws we're dealing with the law of God and the and the flesh is dealing with the law of sin. So the flesh is sinful by nature and the flesh will drag you into sin. The flesh will get you to go into sin when you don't even think it's sin. And then you wake up out of your days. You wake up out of your trance and realize that you were in a sinful situation and you committed a sin. But when you were all in it, your mind should have been serving the law of God, but you were bamboozled, you were perplexed, you were beguiled by the flesh. Uh, Eve was beguiled by the adversary, hallelujah, because she had the lust of the eye and she had a desire to see what was in that garden that she couldn't have a, a partake of according to God. So she had that desire. The flesh got to her. The desire of the eye, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh got to her. Hallelujah. I don't know if they had any pride at that time, but the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh got to her. Romans, uh, keep your mind pure and on Jesus. This This is essential for making it. Keep your mind pure. The Bible tells us whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Uh, If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Hallelujah. These are the kind of things. Well, where are you going to get all that from? You're going to get it from the word of God. You're going to get it from meditating on his word, thinking about his word throughout the day, throughout the night, throughout the afternoon, idle time. Pick up the book, read a verse, read a chapter. Inundate yourself with the word of God, because in the word of God, there is direction. You know, uh, today somebody walked up to me 
well, they didn't walk up to me. I was, you know, you know giving people direction at work. And the person says, you ever read a self-help book? I said, yeah. They asked me what the name of it was. I said, the book of Matthew. And they said, oh, I should have known you was going to say that. Oh, but, but how often do you read it? I said, As a matter of fact, I'm reading it right now, the book of Matthew. And I said, As a matter of fact, I've read 66 books of self-help. It's called the Bible. Oh, I knew you was going to say that. I knew you was going to say that. But there's all kind of self-help in there to keep your mind on Jesus and to keep your mind pure. Romans 8 and 1 says, therefore, now, no, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You're not going to be condemned. Condemnation. There's no condemnation. There's no condemning uh, that when you're in Christ Jesus, when you're walking according to his ways. Hallelujah. Because you're not walking after the flesh. You're walking after the spirit. You're walking in the spirit with the spirit because God is a spirit. And them that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. So we need to walk in the spirit. Uh, There's that song. Sometimes we used to sing, walk in the light, the beautiful light. Come where the dew drops of mercy shines bright. Shine all around me by day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world. Well, amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for listening to us today. Walk in the light. Walk in the spirit and deny the flesh. Submit yourself to God and and therefore resist the devil and he will flee from you. Quit communicating with the adversary. Sometimes in your mind, you're communicating with the devil and it's going to come out of your mouth. It's going to come out and deal with the flesh. It's going to work in the ways of the flesh communicate with God in your mind so that your mind is on spiritual things. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to help somebody today. Amen. Well, God bless and keep you. Keep us locked in. Come back in a couple of weeks. Listen to some old recorded, uh, some other posts that I have out here for you to listen to. Uh, Listen to the ones on repentance. That's going to help you. The teaching on repentance. We have Acts the book of acts i highlighted some points in there action changes things seriously would be the title that will help you as well so god bless and keep you until we meet again amen